excerpt from Historical Gems of Raymond and Casco by Ernest H. Knight, a historian with the Raymond Casco Historical Society. This is chapter 7, page 1, Watkins Blacksmith Shop, South Casco. In our sashaying back and forth between Raymond and Casco with thoughts out of the past, we are back into Casco this month on the subject of blacksmith shops. There was a time this was a very necessary business in almost every community, and both Casco and Raymond had several operating at the same time to keep the horses and oxen well shod, forge new or repair parts for wagons, fashion hardware or tools, and to provide a forum at which the solid citizens could, with great confidence, settle the problems of the community, state, or nation. Also to gather a little gossip to carry home to the wives who did not have an ERA to gain them access to the inner sanctum. The sketch above is of the Watkins Blacksmith Shop in South Casco at the bottom end of Quaker Ridge Road. It is still there, though shielded from casual view by trees and brush, and not having been used for a great many years, there is no path or road beaten to its door. As with any unused wooden structure, it is gradually succumbing to the ravages of time, but it is still a nostalgic gem, especially in fall and winter, when the red or white surroundings emphasize its quaintness. At one time, all roads led literally to its door, as it was located below the rise where it now rests in what would be the junction of the crossing of the original Roosevelt Trail and Quaker Ridge Road, which beyond this junction became the road to Raymond Cape. The interior of the shop, in spite of its adaptation to the needs of the automobile in the early days of the century, retains much of its earlier furnishings. The old forge and chimney is there, though with its giant leather bellows replaced by a blower with an electric motor, the bench cluttered with pieces of metal. Nothing was ever thrown away, as there was always a need of that piece that was just the right size. Miscellaneous broken tools and the ox sling. It was a rare horse that would not calmly put up with the burning in and nailing on of a new shoe, but an ox reacted violently to every part of the process. This necessitated a massive oak frame containing a windlass for pulling the protesting beast through the doorway and over the sling, a three-foot-wide belly band of leather to lift the critter bodily off the ground, and four slanting blocks of wood to which each hoof could be lashed with the pads upward for application of a two-piece shoe, one for each half of the cloven hoof. Then, and only then, would the smith go to work, if he could put up with the bellowing and jerking of the restrained victim. On one occasion, a farmer in Wyndham, who had perhaps been put off by a smith or smiths nearer to home, started walking his yoke of oxen in the evening and arrived at the Watkins shop at daylight, the customary starting time for a day of labor. Bill Watkins prepared to render his services, but the driver told him to wait as there was something that had to be done first. Thereupon, he proceeded to get to his knees and invoke a lengthy and profound prayer, after which he told Bill to go ahead. Bill was not sure whether the beneficiary of the prayer was himself or the oxen, as both were faced with a traumatic situation. In the sketch, the smaller door to the left led directly into the ox sling, while the larger center door was for the general work inside. With the forge and anvil to the right of that door, Note the scarcity of windows, though there are two on the opposite side, but windows were of little benefit with the smoky forge not directly connected to the chimney. The best place to work would be at the open doorway or outside in winter or summer, where there was both elbow room and air better to breathe or see through. There was something more than poetry behind 
under the spreading chestnut tree the village smithy stands. There are many sites in Casco and Raymond that can be pointed to as having once been a blacksmith shop, and anyone who has peered through the smoky gloom, inhaled the glass, gassy fumes of the forge, smelled the acrid smoke from a red-hot horseshoe applied to a hoof, listened to the mushy sound of a hammer on half-soft hot iron alternated with a sharp ring of the same hammer on anvil as the smith maintained his rhythm as he turned the piece being worked removed from place to place to keep out of someone's way, can only think of this blacksmith shop as one of the more memorable settings. But such thoughts are not for any but today's upper bracket senior citizens. And I will include a picture of the sketch below and photos of the blacksmith shop on the website at RaymondCascoHistoricalSociety.org.